Hello everybody, Tracy, Mrs. J-Dog Flanagan here with you today. I'm the co-founder and senior vice president of J-Dog Brands. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Tactical Treasures. Our podcast gives veterans, male spouses, and active military service members a voice in the veteran space to speak about their service, how they're affecting their communities post-service, and a tactical treasure from their past that has shaped their journey in their military career, business, or life. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Matthew Griff Griffin, who is an Army combat veteran, entrepreneur, and the father to two daughters. Matthew graduated from West Point in 2001 with a degree in engineering management. And during his military career, Matthew served in the 75th Ranger Regiment as a rifle company fire support officer with three tours to Afghanistan and one tour to Iraq. Post-military, Matthew has been busy starting and leading new ventures, speaking in TEDx talks on the power of persistence, creativity, and respect, and successfully acquiring a deal with three sharks on Shark Tank. Alongside this, it was in 2006 that Matthew co-founded Combat Flip Flops, a footwear and apparel company that sells goods manufactured in conflict and post-conflict zones. Through all of these endeavors, Matthew shares his story and inspires and advocates for his fellow veterans and military service members. Hey, Griff, welcome to the podcast. So great to speak to you. I'm blushing. That was a mouthful. Thank you. So tell me about your military career. I would love to hear uh, what you did in the military. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure everybody like goes on for a long period of time. So I'll try to keep it brief. Uh, sure. I'm from Iowa originally. And I had three options going out of high school is either join the military, get a scholarship or get a job. And so I combined two out of the three, actually three out of the three. And I, I applied to the service academies and I got into West Point in 2001 and in there, I was inspired um, by Airborne Rangers. That was basically uh, it. Like every yeah. time I met one, I liked one. And so I just decided that I wanted to be one. So I got out. I graduated as an artillery officer, went through officer basic course, went through ranger school. I got stationed at Fort Lewis, Washington in the first striker company in the Army. So the first eight-wheeled vehicles. So we had the first four in the Army. And uh, it was a pretty cool experience, like testing those vehicles out and then being kind of the dog and pony show for the U.S. military. <laughs> but as they, uh, as they, you know, were getting ready to deploy for Iraq, I knew that I want to go to the Ranger Regiment. So I applied for ROPE, so the Ranger um, Orientation Program. I got there. Uh, I got approved to be at 2nd Ranger Battalion. So I went to Alpha Company 275 as the, the company fire support officer. Mm-hmm. And after that, we were just back-to-back deployments. Uh, we did three to Afghanistan and then one to Iraq. And in the course of that, I had two young daughters. And, um, as an artillery officer, you're, you're faced with some interesting decisions, uh, especially yeah, coming sure. out of the regiment. Cause the Ranger regiment as a company fire support officer is I, I, as far as I'm concerned, one of the best jobs in the army. And it was, uh, just a, a long road ahead. Um, that would have required a lot of time for me being away from home, just to have the opportunity to get back to the regiment or go special forces or do something else. And, I just decided that, uh, you know, it was family first and, yeah, uh, we sure. decided to get out in 2006 and that ended my military career. Wow. Sounds like a exciting, um, you had an exciting career, but yeah. Um, with two daughters, I'm sure, you know, family first, definitely. So you are the co-founder and CEO of combat flip flops. 
Could you tell us the story of how combat flip-flops came to be? Very interesting direction that you actually went. <laughs> flip-flops. I love it. So when, when I was in Iraq, uh, there was a few things that really like wore on me a little bit. And the majority of the guys that we were catching every night and bringing in and interrogating were asking them why they were doing what they were doing. And I'd say a good 80% of them would say it was, it was the same response. Like, what else are we going to do? There's no other jobs here. There's no way to feed our families. Mm. So they take these dangerous contract gigs uh, in exchange for, for stability for their family. And a lot of these guys get wrapped up and caught and it's a, it's a bad thing. And and then I, I just saw that downrange and I just saw what we were doing and the way that the military was acting was not going to resolve that problem. So I got out. Uh, that was another decision in getting out in addition to family. Then I started contracting for a company out of Seattle called Remote Medical International. And we were putting in clinics and contracting doctors to developing or difficult areas for the military and uh, government agencies. And so I started traveling to Asia, Southeast Asia, Africa, and everywhere I went, I saw that entrepreneurs were the real people causing you know, stability. Mm, they were, the, they were right. creating the jobs. They were solving the problems. And it was a super small investment to get these guys going. Uh, in order to to get them working and creating that that safety in their home nations. And yeah, I kept seeing it, but it, it just didn't get me off the couch enough to do it. And it just, the universe kept pummeling it in my face everywhere I went. I saw the same thing. Then one day I walked into a combat boot factory in Kabul, Afghanistan. Uh, I was in the hunt for a cup of coffee and uh, I showed up at this factory where this guy said he had a really amazing espresso machine and I walked in and I saw 300 people working. I saw them in uniform. I saw them learning how to make shoes, how to make clothes. And this was a sustainable employment education that they were getting. I thought, man, this is really inspiring. We should be doing more of this. This is really cool. And when I asked the factory manager what was going to happen when the war ended and what are you guys going to make? And he said, no, they're not going to make anything. Everybody here is going to go out of work. Nobody's going to want to buy anything from Afghanistan. And I got wow. really angry. Like mm -hmm. I, 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 I can't recall maybe top 10 times I've ever been angry in my life. And I got really mad. And I, in that moment of fury, I looked down on this table and there was this combat boot outsole with a flip-flop thong punched in it. And I thought it was just really ugly and cool. And my first thought was, was, you know, Americans would buy this. So a really dumb idea, combat flip-flops, the two words don't really go together. So <laughs> I, I asked the factory manager if I could run with it. I set it down on the table. I walked out, I called my... Other co-founder, Donald Lee, a guy I'd served in the Rangers with, and I said, is combatflops.com available on GoDaddy? And he said, yeah, it's available for $2.99. So we bought it and started a business. And that wow. was it. Wow, that's pretty amazing. So, uh, but you did, you were on Shark Tank. Who did you get? Yeah, I, I didn't see that episode. I watched Shark Tank a lot. I can't believe I missed it. Who, who was your deal with? Uh, so we we made a deal with Mark Cuban, Damon John, and Lori Grenier, um, okay. and that was it was an amazing experience. We traded it just like a Ranger raid. You right. know, studied all the sharks, measured the distance from the first door to the second door, second door to the mark. We set up our tape lines. We rehearsed everything beforehand. We knew our numbers inside and out. And so we we just treated it just like a Ranger raid. Get in there, get what you need. As soon get as they out. say yes, yeah. get out. And it was it was fun. <laughs> wow. That's really great. So, um, so combat flip flops. You you guys 
strive to be more than just a footwear and apparel company. So you give back to communities. How does that work? We started um, knowing that you know we want to be able to help these families, but again, back in these areas that are struggling with conflict, it's typically the women that are wearing bearing the burden of the war. And a lot of people don't know how radicals are made. And essentially it's, you know, a girl 12 to 13 years old is married off to a man 10 to 20 years, her senior, right? has a couple kids, can't go to school. Husband passes away because he's older. Now you have a woman in her late teens, early twenties, early thirties with no employable skills and a family to feed. Right. So everybody who's been deployed downrange has seen this where all the kids are out on the street you know, hustling to to bring money home so that way you can buy food for their family. And it's in that environment, very similar to gangs here in the United States, where kids are picked up to join gangs because they're out hustling on the street. It's same things happens with radicals. So if you really want to cut that off at the knees, you have to educate women. Right. So from the very beginning, when it first started, we partnered with an Afghan girls school called Aid Afghanistan for Education. Mm. And they were running uh, one of the leading education programs in the nation. It was it was an independent organization separate from the Afghan Ministry of Education, which is why it was so effective. Mm. And they won the UNESCO's World Literacy Award in 2017. And it was a it was a really powerhouse organization read by a lioness of a woman. And so we said, you know, we're gonna for every product that we sell, we're gonna donate a day of school for a girl in Afghanistan. And we put over a thousand girls in school. Wow. Uh, we make a line of jewelry and ornaments made out of landmines. And uh, it's cool because, yeah. you know, the U.S. dropped a lot of landmines and cluster munitions all over the world. So these right. things are laying unexploded, hurting people. So demining groups will blow them up. Artists will harvest the scrap and then they'll turn it into jewelry. And then each piece sold clears three square meters of landmines. And I think right now we're up over 26, 27,000 square meters of landmines cleared wow. collectively after everything. And then we also uh, partner with a veteran organization called One More Wave, uh-huh. in which they help wounded and amputee veterans learn how to surf. So we give them special surfboards that don't dent or ding or take on water because of their prosthetic limb. We'll punch through the top of a, a standard fiberglass board. You know, they'll make them custom wetsuits to fit their prosthesis or or amputations. And it's it's a really cool organization, and we really support them. So we try to give everywhere that we possibly can. Oh wow, that's great. Hello, listeners and viewers. Thank you so much for tuning into Tactical Treasures podcast. So I would like to invite you to check out Vet TV. Vet TV is an online streaming television network that specializes in producing and distributing veteran and military themed and focused films and television series. Military veterans, even civilians, check out vettv.com. It's $4.99 a month to join. And you will see a lot of uh, veteran-themed and military-themed TV shows, A Grunt's Life, and even the J-Dog Operation Hidden Treasure show is, season one is airing right now as we speak. And it's really, I think, a very good insight as to what our military uh, service members have experienced. And you get a kind of bird's eye view as to how they served our country. I've heard that you've launched another new company, BeABetterHuman.com. Tell me about that. Yeah. So we, uh, I remember uh, uh, my daughter's babysitter walked into the kitchen one night and she was wearing this shirt and says, you know, be a nice human. 
Right. I was like, oh, that's cool, but it could be a little better, be a better human. And then, so we just put it on a shirt and it's been our most popular shirt we've ever made. You'll see Mark Cuban wearing it. You'll see celebrities wear it, but it's just a cool like shirt. Just says, be a better human. Good universal message, shallow reminder. But unfortunately, the name Combat Flip Flops does not have a universal appeal uh, in the marketplace. It sits more toward right of center with people who would be open to clicking on a website that says Combat Flip Flops. Right. So we started a whole separate company, BeABetterHuman.com, which is just a a universal company promoting a universally good message. So you can go to BeABetterHuman.com, check out our shirts and get them there. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Um. So I understand you authored a book too. Wow. You're just uh, moving and shaking post-military. I love it. Tell me about your book. (laughs) Necessity is the mother of all invention. Yeah. Uh, In like the late summer of 2018, Amazon said, hey, you're going to be on our brand homepage on Black Friday. And as a small manufacturing business, manufacturing stuff in war zones, it's really hard for us to, to have enough cash to make a lot of product to keep it in stock, which is why... You've got to like pre-order and get on the list for stuff just because we're constantly building. And then when we get it in, it sells. And this is a huge event, Black Friday, Amazon brand homepage. Like, what are we going to sell? What's Amazon really good at? Books. Books. Right. So we're like, man, people have been asking us to write a book for a while. So I, uh, I hit up my Ranger buddy, veteran Ranger author, Leo Jenkins. And I said, hey, man, we need to write a book. And He's like, yeah, sure. It's like, how long do we got? And I'm like, we got 90 days. Oh my god! And he gosh. said, no wow. way, dude. Most people can't even get their outlines done in 90 days. And I was like, well, we're going to be published with the audio book done in 90 days. And he was living in Pescadero, Mexico. I was wow. here in Washington. So in between running the business, getting everything ready for the holidays, I would spend my nights just writing and writing and writing and writing. And then he'd take the next day and edit. And then I'd write and write and write and write and then more editing, write more edit. And then by oh the gosh. within you know, 45 days, we had a pretty solid book. And then we just published it on Amazon and wow. went from there. That's amazing. So the title is interesting. Steps Ascending, Rise of the Unarmed Forces. I, I love the title. It's catchy. Well, thank you. Yeah, we, um, we always want to be encouraging people to to be stepping up their level you know rise to the challenge and yeah i gave this ted talk and my closing line is welcome to the unarmed forces and and it's yeah the armed forces have a i wouldn't say a pretty steep cost of entry you know you're signing your life on the line for a bit but a lot of people don't want to do that but i feel that more people could join the mission could be willing to help out could be making a positive impact so we call you the unarmed forces and that's all of our Friends and partner companies who support doing what we're doing, who have helped made sales, helped create jobs, helped manufacture product. And so if you're our customer, if you're one of our partners, we just consider you a method of the unarmed, uh, member of the unarmed forces. And so we were just kind of wrote in a book and we tried to be as thankful and gracious to everybody that helped out as possible. Wow. I love that. That's really great. Hello, viewers and listeners. Thank you so much for tuning into this amazing episode of Tactical Treasures. We've been speaking with Matthew Griff, as his nickname is, Griffin, who is an Army combat veteran, entrepreneur, and uh, he's a graduate of West Point. And during his military career, he served in the 75th Ranger Regiment as a rifle company fire support officer. He has launched a couple companies, Combat Flip Flops, 
and beabetterhuman.com. So he is doing something awesome. He's having a post-Christmas blowout sale on Combat Flip Flops. And you can check them out at combatflipflops.com. They sell jewelry and apparel and, of course, the flip-flops. And if you're a first-time customer, you get 20% off. And beabetterhuman.com, they're selling their T-shirts as well. So check them out. And these organizations, they give back to uh, many communities in need. So check them out. So uh, your treasure. Can't wait to hear this one. Yeah, there's just so many. And I've, I've thought about this since we first talked about it. But what's the uh-huh. the first treasure that I really would say, like the military gave me? And I would say it's planning. Okay. The, the whole mantra yeah. of like proper prior planning prevents piss poor performance, the whole six Ps. Right. Um, the, the, the military has a, for basic company level operations, they have a thing called an op order, an operations order. It's a five mm-hmm. paragraph thing. Right. The acronym is Sergeant Majors Eat Sugar Sugar Cookie. So situation, mission, execution, service support, and command and signal. And you know, very, you know, I have to say, like, you know, National Guard drill units can develop one of these things in a couple hours to get guys to do something, all the way to special operations units. Everybody uses the same exact form. Right. So when I left the military, there has not been a thing, whether it's been a family vacation or a international operation or manufacturing or marketing effort where I haven't been able to take that format, fill in the blanks and have it work out just right. It is a very organized way that's been proven through probably millions of reps by this time Mm. to move people uh, to do a task to accomplish something good and or difficult. And it just works. It's, it's always, you know, I've, it's in one of my templates on my uh, on my docs, just because if I'm pulling it up, new mission plan, copy, change the title of the mission, whatever we're doing, start filling it out. And it's a very focused way to get through your planning quickly and thoroughly. Wow. Wow. I love that. Uh, I'm going to, you're going to have to share that. I, was, <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know. Yeah. That sounds really great. Um, so w- what advice then would you give to your fellow veterans and, you know, military service members that are kind of struggling to transition and try to find their way after military life? So there's, you know, those are two different groups of people. So the advice I give to them is different, but the the standard advice I give to folks getting out of the military is give yourself as much runway as possible. Mm-hmm. And the, the military does a horrible job of teaching you spending habits. You deploy down range, you get a lot of tax-free money, you come back, you buy a new car, you buy new gear, you buy new everything. If you were smart, what you would do is you would set aside 10 or 15 or 20% of that for your play money and then bank the rest and give yourself as much of runway as possible to get out of the military, not stressed. So many people, myself included, yeah, get out you know, their, their finances are tight. You're going to take a, I took a huge pay cut between my wife and I we were dual military. So we lost 75% of our monthly revenue oh, in, in less than 60 days. Ugh. So all of your bills, your utilities, your expenses, all of those other things, it rapidly changes. And if you're not thinking about that, that will quickly become the most stressful thing in your life. So I always of tell course. young veterans or older veterans who are getting out is, Simplify your life, sell the stuff you don't need, stack as much cash as possible and give yourself a runway so that one, you can 
stop and pause and be a human for a little bit before you decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And then once you get there, then you're in veteran status, which is the next group of advice for people that I have. Um, And this is something I've I've really been struggling with lately is that people don't care. And I, and I say that not to be mean or whatever, but the, the veteran message has been pumped, you know, to the American society for the past 20 years because of the global war on terror. In addition to that, they have written your narrative without your consent. You know, a lot of, a lot of veterans, they say, oh, you're a veteran. And I, I literally just got off a call this morning where a veteran was working for a corporation and they were afraid to give him feedback on his performance because they thought it might create workplace violence because of post-traumatic stress. That's holding him back. That's holding the yes. organization back. Yes. And it's because of this narrative of, you know, just out in the world today, like the veterans are suicidal, they're right. irrational, they're going to explode on you. And everybody knows, I wouldn't say everybody, but the veteran community knows that's the exception and not the rule. Sure. Yeah. We might have a little bit of dark humor. We might yeah. respond to challenges a little bit differently, but the outliers are, are what's being held against us. Right. And it's a shame because I don't, I don't think not everybody has PTSD or not everybody has PTSD that they can't manage or, uh, you know, and it's a shame that every veteran gets put into the same box because it's correct. It's not right. And it's, it's not, it's not the truth. Well, and everybody has post-traumatic stress. You get into a massive car accident, you have a bad childhood, somebody breaks up with you. There are so many things in life that cause post-traumatic stress. You don't have to be in the military to have right. post-traumatic stress. It just happens. Yeah. But ours is somehow the special classification um, that's out there. So I would just say be mindful of it. And right. you know, the only way that we're going to to get away from that narrative is to change ourselves personally. If you are sure. dealing with post-traumatic stress, get a counselor, right. meditate, mm-hmm. maybe not drink as much. You know, really like uh, the book that I recommend to every veteran getting out is the old classic Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And that was the best book to help me polish off my edges when I got out of the military right. to mm-hmm. learn how to interact with civilians differently because mm-hmm. you do have to interact differently. You're not yeah. showing up to your platoon anymore. You can't curse at one another. You can't make fun of each other in the same way. So right. you're going to have to change your verbiage, your dialogue, all of those other things in order to be successful for the rest of your life. Sure. And and what for me, being a civilian and having started J-Dog and being enmeshed in this veteran community, I decided to educate myself as a civilian. How can I better understand veterans? How can I understand their acronyms or their verbiage and how they speak. And so, you know, I found a a website called psycharmor.org that was very, very Mm -hmm. helpful. And um, so I I did research because I, I, I felt that, you know, I really wanted to understand and be able to interact effectively as a civilian with our veteran population. And I'm thankful that you're doing that. I wish more people would do it, but that shouldn't be the expectation. Sure. And you can't expect everybody in society to bend to that. That, right. that is that is a definite exception to the rule. Yeah. Right now, sure. and the whether you served two years or twenty five years or thirty years, that's who you were. It's mm. not who you are. Before you joined the military, you were a young person raised by your family, raised by your community, 
and you add your own thoughts and dreams and everything else. And the military does a fantastic job of squeezing that all out of you to bend you to a tool for their purpose. And it's got its own culture. Like you typically will retain some side of personality, but you change throughout all the experiences you have. And then when you get out, you got to really figure out who you are. You've made a lot of mistakes in life. You've had a lot of experiences. Are you going to let that two to 20 to 30 years be the best thing you ever did? Or are you going to challenge yourself, use those experiences to grow as a human being, as a parent, as a brother, as a sister, as a business partner, whatever, you know, use those experiences to help you grow. Don't let them, don't let them anchor you back right Mm. into, you know, a false sense of bravado and vanity. Right. If that, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. That's great. Great advice. Great advice. Um, so before we go, where where can where where can we buy these fabulous flip flops? <laughs> All right, so this is the shameless promotion time. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna wind it up here. Oh, so sure. I was told that this will this will air after this podcast will air after Christmas. So yeah. your customers and listeners are super lucky because if you go to combatflipflops.com, we're gonna have all of our post-Christmas holiday blowout. So all of the oh, inventory wow. we have standing on the deck, you're gonna get s- steep discounts on. So get them now. Um, because we're going to be rolling into our spring inventory pretty soon. So we've got our flip-flops or shoes or jewelry or schmas. Everything's at combatflipflops.com. You get 20% off your first purchase. So just sign up. We'll send you an email, get a fat discount on everything, roll into spring looking like a boss. So that's it. And if you want to pick up some of the Be a Better Human apparel, it's easy, beabetterhuman.com. Awesome. I love it. That's great. Griff, thanks so much for taking time to come on the podcast and and speak to us today. It was great. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I hope you guys have a fantastic uh, holiday and a New Year's. Yeah, you you as well. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.